Welcome to the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. Our conversations here will be an extension of the weekly Sisterhood Hour Twitter chat that takes place every Wednesday at 1pm CAT. Join my guests and I as we delve into the topics that impact us as women and explore the unique and sometimes similar life journeys that we're all on. The emphasis of the show is to empower, share experiences, as well as the lessons. It is not about excluding men. They are welcome to join conversation by not only listening and subscribing to this podcast, but by also being part of the positive movement in society to encourage healthier relationships with each other as partners, fathers, brothers, and friends. Sisterhood Our Conversations is a space that belongs to us as women, where we can be real and honest about our experiences, the past and present ones, as we plan and move forward to where we want to go and achieve what we want to. Join Sisterhood Our Conversations, where as women we are learning and growing, we challenge the status quo as we change the narrative through action, conversation and empowerment. Enjoy the episode. our conversations. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> I think um, let's start with introductions. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've had our conversations yeah. and we always have like a million and one conversations yeah. that become really long ones. Yeah. Um, but introduce um, yourself to my listeners. Yeah. So my name is Michelle Lima and I'm a television host um, a businesswoman and what else? I wouldn't call myself an influencer. Like um, a content creator. Content creator. Yeah, content creator. Yeah. That's, that's about it. Number one. Um, yeah, I think that's Michelle in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, and in terms of Michelle growing up, Michelle um, learning about life, mm-hmm. um, different stages of life, different yeah. um, anything that stands out in terms of this is a moment that was like, oh my word. This yeah. is it. This is. <laughs> So Michelle growing up was pretty like a goody two shoe. <laughs> you make it sound like it's such a bad thing. Yeah, well, listen, life had a way of humbling me. But uh, Michelle growing up was that one that was a child that always wanted to do things right, you know, perfectly. I thought I had it all figured out. Um, I was really focused, um, and I think something that I have shared quite a little bit was the fact that growing up, I always felt like there was more, but I just never know, knew what it was. Like I just, there was just that yearning. Like, I want more, there is more out there, but I just ha- didn't have an idea of what that more looked like. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up for me, my turning point was when I was when I lost my father. Yeah. Um, because losing my dad as like a teenager just turned things around for me internally because he was my best friend. He was really like, um, the, he was really that guy for me. And when I lost that, I felt like I lost a huge part of me. And that um, sparked a huge journey into Michelle now discovering herself outside of this man that she she really thought was the world. And that was just the discovery of Michelle. I'm really just really trying to figure myself out outside of all the other influences. And it's been a journey. I can imagine because, I mean, look, as someone who's my dad's still living mm. and but he was he's been and still is very like a big part of my life yeah and I think as as you grow older and mm. as, you, as you're growing up mm. and there's those various stages of your life where um yeah. where your life where 
that male influence is so crucial mm. in a sense and mm. because you relate to your relationships better as you grow up when you start dating yeah. when you get married if that's you know the path that life mm. takes you on um so how was that like the moment where you're thinking okay michelle who are you now so, uh, funny enough, what happened is, I, when, as soon as I lost my dad, yeah. it was really unbelievable to a point where for a couple of days it never sunk in. Like, it, yeah, there was no emotion in me. Yeah. Um, and only, I think, once we buried him, did I then realize that, okay, snap. He's you know, gone. He's gone. And yeah. I remember um, having a moment where, um, during part of his last days, he was really ill. Mm. So I used to wake up in the morning and prepare food for him, and because I used to wake up very early, and I'd pass out on the couch. Mm. And every single morning, I used to walk down the stairs with a pillow in his hand, it smashes me with it in my face to wake me up. So the first day when I got back home yeah. and I woke up at the same time that I used to wake up for him, but absentmindedly just went to go sleep on the couch. And I woke up at the exact, he used to wake me up at nine o'clock every single day. And I woke up at nine and I realized that I'm not getting a smash from the pillow. And my life was never the same. I think that day for me was such a determining point. But coming into a, a, a a season of just discovering myself is I then also at that time got out of a very long intimate relationship with a gentleman as well so I felt like I lost these two people that really meant a lot to me at one point and that really kind of at that point I thought defined me as Michelle and I was left so empty and um, yeah it really brought me way closer to God because I got to a point I was like okay on my own I'm really Batman and I need a little bit of help um, I need to just kind of like I was going through an identity crisis really because I was someone's girlfriend and someone's daughter and that was where my whole world um, ran around yeah. and now all of that has been stripped off me and I now need to figure out who's Michelle as Michelle. As Michelle, without being attached to these people. And I think by far one of the most um, turning point experiences of my life, and as hurtful as they were, super grateful that I had to go through that because I think it shaped the woman that I am yeah. right now and the woman that I still am becoming. So, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think for somebody who hasn't walked that particular journey, mm. um, but as you say, it shaped you for a lot of people it's a make or break yeah um and as you are walking walking that journey you have to consciously choose yeah to keep going keep surviving pick up the lessons what are the lessons yeah. where am i shifting and growing as mm. a person yeah um and growing now as you as michelle mm. um what have been like maybe like the three things where you're like okay that was that was the lesson that i'm now actually appreciating now Sure, I think um, three lessons. I think the first one would definitely have to be um, who Michelle is. Um, I felt like I was just living, you know, following the wind because I had such an amazing support system. And there's nothing wrong with having a support system, but it just... Um, it just becomes bad when you let it define you and you let it become who you are. Um, I think I've really gotten in a journey of truly accepting, loving and getting to know Michelle yes. as Michelle. Um, you know Michelle as a grown woman now, as a wife now. Um, so just, yeah, my, 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 my identity becomes one of the first ones. Yeah. And uh, second one was finding my voice. Oh. 
I, I bounced a lot of things between my dad and my then boyfriend and because they defined me so much I just felt like I, yeah, I just yeah. felt like I never had a voice without them you know and just now looking back I'm like it made me so stronger because with the sudden loss of that a sudden loss of my father just made me feel like snap I now I, I literally now have to speak for myself I have to raise my voice a little bit louder now. I can't whisper in daddy's ears and, yes. you know, um, and let him speak. And my third one would definitely be the relationship with my mother and I. Really got so much better. Yeah. So I was very fortunate enough to have parents who were very balanced in the sense that my dad was the emotional person okay. and my mom was very rational. Like yeah. my mom just get it done. Why are you crying? Keep the emotions out. Yes, yeah, just keep it going. Yeah. yeah. And I related so much to my father because my father just took care of that part of me because I am quite emotional being. But I think losing my, my dad really brought my mom and I closer to each other. We established a better relationship because I got to understand her now. And I got to realize that she has a little bit of both and I really got to appreciate the strong side of her as well and really kind of embody that as a woman, really. And I think it gave me a huge sense of independence as a woman, just really being under my mother's wing now. Um, so yeah, I think those are the three things that I... I think I love the part where, um, the second one about your voice mm. because I think as women, a lot of the time we hear different other voices yeah. of this is who you should be, this is how you should look like, this yeah. is how you should act, yeah. and all these things. But yeah. the minute you start defining what your voice is and start actually listening mm. to the sound of your own voice um, and trusting that and understanding the, the intuitive parts of it, then mm. I think what sometimes for me in certain instances where I do listen to the voice and I do trust it and yeah. I like that, that feeling yeah. um, when I then act on that or hold me and mm. live in that um, sometimes people around you can be like what's oh, wrong yeah. who's this yeah. you know what's happening here that is very important. I mean, I was listening to a podcast by John Maxwell a few days ago, yeah. and he was speaking about how sometimes we don't achieve our dreams because they're truly not our dreams. These are dreams that have been given to us by other people and been filtered by our parents and the people that raised us, that we've embodied them. And the reason why we can give up on them so easily is because they don't mean that much to us. You know, every time when you reference your dream to someone else, every time when you reference your dream to someone else, it becomes a matter of is it truly yours and i think for me finding my voice was a point of realizing that okay so my dad i really really believe that he wanted a boy in me and he raised me partly <laughs> like that yeah and um you know i grew up watching soccer and soccer shirts and just doing guy stuff yeah. and i think growing up and after losing and part of finding my voice is really sitting down and asking myself do i really like this oh like as michelle 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 do i really enjoy this and if I do, great, you know, but now stripping away everything that was filtered into my mind and I mean, geez, and I've never shared this with anybody else, but my dad and I thought that I was going to become a, a hectic musician, oh, wow. you know, because he grew up in a musical yeah. home. But when I grew up, I was like, I enjoy it, but that's not what I want to be. But it had to take me kind of finding my voice and realizing that this is the woman that I want to yeah. be. Yes, I like that, but it's not it. 
that's not it. That's not who Michelle really, truly wants to be. So that finding my voice was important. So in terms of your work now, I mean, I'll touch on the, the TV show that you just recently launched last year, mm. but I feel, like, based on knowing you, like, yeah. I mean, in terms of our friendship, and we were chatting about this before, about there's no disconnect between Michelle who tweets, mm-hmm. um, Michelle face-to-face, yeah. Michelle on the show, mm. um, and a lot of the time, sometimes when you see someone or meet someone in person or you look at them, you're like, that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what? Sure. I, I think a lot of people go through their discovery phases while they are, when they're already in the media space. That's, that's what becomes confusing. And I think I've really learned to be a bit more gracious to people because sometimes you understand that they are still discovering themselves in that position. Um, fortunately for me, I won't say that I have like discovered myself entirely, but I think I was privileged to come into the public space with an idea of the Michelle that I'd like to present and the Michelle that I truly am. So I'm very conscious about everything else that I share in a sense that the things that I share are my thoughts. And these are things that I think about. These are things that I've already internalized. So. It, it becomes. I was watching Judge Judy the other day. And she was saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, okay, we, I want because look, there are yeah. times when I'm channel surfing and exactly. there's a judge somebody yeah. and Judge Judy exactly. somebody. So <laughs> I, I recently have been enjoying her so much because I've just really, I'm really intrigued by how lawyers really think. Really? And one of the things she said to a lady, I think it was last night when I was watching it, and she said to her, um, "If you're not lying, you don't have to remember anything. You don't need a good memory if you're telling yeah. the truth." And I've really just started picking that up in a lot of people where the reason why people can be so different in their different aspects is because there's no truth within everything else that's happening. But if you are authentic and true to yourself, it generally filters out every single thing that you do. Then you don't have to remember to be Michelle, the television host, while sitting with Pumeza. You don't have to remember to be Michelle um, on Twitter while you meet someone else. So yeah. That's that. But don't judge me on my judging. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Because, like, I've watched it. I really have watched it. And there are times when I'm like, oh, girl. Yeah, that I, is a little harsh. I've recently enjoyed it. I've recently enjoyed it. It's how it's like. Oh, yeah. So now, Michelle, the businesswoman. Yeah, sure. How has that journey been? Because when we met, yeah. <laughs> we were both the previous businesses. Yeah. And it was so interesting because when we met, it was literally, I was there for my previous employer, like yeah. an event, and you were helping yes. with the events. Yeah. We were just chatting. Mm. And I think it started on email, but then yes. when we met, everybody had left after the event, and we were still sitting there. Yeah, and, and then, <laughs> and the waiters oh, were cleaning up around us, and we were like, maybe we should actually go home. Oh my gosh, I So that's that. how you and I actually yeah. met. And I love that we've stayed in touch, but it hasn't been like a like a forced staying in touch yeah. because initially it was like a just checking in yeah. are you good what's happening I remember we were chatting about this or you know what's yeah. an update and sure. I think it's it's been so incredible I mean how our friendship has evolved yeah. but also how it's become I think so important to me because there are moments when I'll check in and be like Michelle I'm doing this yeah. like how does this sound or is this fun or this is what's happening in my life right now and it's hard sometimes to find that genuine Mm -hmm. connection with somebody else and where you can be vulnerable Mm. because I mean 
instinctively, I mean, like, we both were comfortable yeah. enough to just sit and talk. Yeah, the about first time we met everything. everything. <laughs> You walk away and you go home, you're like, why did I just tell her that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and even now, you know, there they are those relationships where you can really, you can yeah. open up and yeah. be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's, it's so, and that was not my initial <laughs> question, but we'll get back to my question. Yes, yeah. But for you, like, what does having those relationships with yeah. other women, especially, sure. um, where you can connect and be vulnerable yeah. and share and teach yeah. and learn? Yeah. And not feel like, oh, she's going to tweet that. Mm. Or she's going to share that. Sure. And be like, voice not, did you know? Yes. <laughs> is going oh through. And, and trusting in that. Mm. And being able to be like, okay, this, yeah. this, is, this is a good relationship, yeah. sister. Yeah. Womanhood journey that yeah. I can share with somebody else. Sure. So for me, that's definitely important. But I think everyone that's known me from like my later days, like I mean, like friends that I kind of grew up with, yeah. always say to me, "You never sit with Michelle; she doesn't get motivational and real with you." <laughs> so I think I've, yeah. I've generally always been the person that just lay my cards out as it is, um, and I'm, I'm just I'm more interested in having real conversations with people. Like, how are you doing? Like, what's really happening? I feel like the world is filled with so much fluff yeah. and I want people to have real conversations mm. with me so um, I will have friends that are in the highest positions in the media and nobody will know about it so whatever the case is mainly because my relationship with them it's is built about. it's not about that it's built yeah. on the fact that I genuinely just care about the human being yeah. aspect of that person yeah. regardless of their accolades or who knows them or how far they've been in life mm. so that for me is important and I've, I've, I've gotten really amazing friendships through that I mean you included um, where we can sit up for hours and talk about everything <laughs> like just lay all the dirty yeah. laundry out and not feel judged um, not feel like she's gonna tell it to somebody else but really creating a safe space mm. for people to communicate and to talk um, and that's been my heart and I think that's been something that I've been conscious about trying to create within my social media platforms in a sense that I want to be the source of realness yeah. you know I don't care what who was wearing it at, at that other day but what I care about is what's happening in your life are you okay yeah. how can I stand in prayer with you like yeah. what, what can we do how can I meet you at your need at that point in time so yeah it's it's been super important and i really wish that i really wish that young girls and women generally created more spaces like that i think we would be i think we would be far more better yeah um, at a lot of things and i think in our personal lives if we had sisterhood yeah. more genuine sisterhood. yeah genuine sisterhood yeah. where it you don't you don't have to talk every day but I know that if I'm having a mental breakdown right now and I need call? someone to call, I know that Pumeza is part of the list and I can always call and cry. Like, I don't have to say anything. I can just ball out like a little baby and that is okay. And I, I treasure that. That's amazing. I think yeah. it's really, really important because, like you're saying, the genuine conversations mm. where you can walk away feeling like, Sure. Yeah. Okay, I've yeah. learned something or True. I've shared a part yeah. of myself or that other person can walk away feeling like it's, it's time well spent. Yeah. And I think there was a time last year when there was a colleague of ours, so it was like a shared working space. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, and I've always believed that if you want to ask, if you do the whole greeting thing, hi, mm -hmm. how are you kind of yeah. thing, the minute you ask how are you, yeah. be prepared. Mm. Because 
for me, I, I feel like I ask because I really want to know, like, how no, are yeah. you? You know, sometimes it's, it's a case of, like, oh, no, I'm fine. And you're like, okay, cool, it's okay. But, like, yes. you want to really dig deep, yeah. you know, go there. And she came to my desk and she sat down and we were chatting. And she was getting very emotional. And she said to me, she's like, I don't know how you do it. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, but you're a mom and you're a wife and you're working. And she, she was like apologetic about the fact that you know yes she's a single woman she doesn't have a child but she was just going through a tough time yeah and i said to her it's okay like we all go through a tough time and she said to me she's like no but you seem like you've got it together and i was like well a i'm so sorry (laughs) because if that's what you see when you look at me Mm. like no (laughs) i I don't got nothing together I'm also trying to figure it out as yeah. I'm going every single day is a challenge yeah. and she really started opening up and I was like you know what you need to actually A take some time off work because mm. she was a workaholic and you need to get yourself to a space where you find someone to speak to um, we can really help you through like what's happening yeah. medically I said you need to take care of yourself medically you need to go get checked up because you're really highly stressed right now yes. and your body's taking its toll sure. and your body's telling you mm. hey something's up yeah. and I said to her like don't think that when you see other people mm. you know um, we just carry our stress Differently. Differently, yeah. you know. Um, a lot of the time we're, we're ducks, like that whole analogy of a yes. duck. Um, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you think floating, floating but floating. underneath you're like frantically oh. paddling. And I said to her, please don't look at me. I said to her, don't look at me and think that I've got it together. Yeah. Like, I'm just one foot in front of the other, like literally getting by. Getting by. Yeah. And, you know, she was grateful for me sharing that because she That's really thought... Free that yeah. I had my stuff together and I was like no like we're all really trying to figure it out mm. but I said to her the most important thing you need to have a solid support system yeah and it need it can just be one person two people but like people that if you know that okay look like today is just not the day yeah you can pick up the phone and call them send a message and be like guys SOS yes you know yeah. and and you know they'll show up whether it's a phone call or mm. whether being present with you and I think a lot of us, a lot of the time, um, whether you're going through life looking at somebody else and thinking they've got their stuff together, yeah. or you're literally like, okay, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, yeah. but you don't have that release. And it's so scary because I don't think we acknowledge it sometimes that we do have a bubbling where we like, okay, I, I don't know what my pressure is right now, yeah. but I'm gonna. Yes, and know. there's a day just burst and you don't know why you're crying. You literally have no idea why. But you're just in there. (laughs) But you are with air. I think. (laughs) Yeah, that has happened to me many, many times. I I, I think, look, it's it's nothing new that women have been raised to see each other as competition. And because of that, we've psychologically um, tr- always tried to mirror ourselves to the next person. So when you see an Instagram picture of Pumeza, you're like, oh, I wouldn't look good in that in that skirt because I mean, looks good in Pumeza, and I don't have Umzimba like Pumezas, You know what I mean? So that's how we psychologically think. But I think we have to come to a point where we kind of step down and realize that to get the sisterhood that we need, we need to realize that we are not each other's competition, but each other's sisters. And it's a mental barrier because I mean I've been in situations where I really try to become the sisterhood to somebody who sees me as competition. Mm. So 
then it's how like, does that work? Yeah, so then it's like the, the clash really isn't there because yeah. you get there and you really are trying to get real with this person yeah. and they're giving you surface label stuff. Yeah. They're lying and saying everything is perfect. But you can see that it's not okay and you're really trying to be there and help. Yeah. But they, they're not willing to let you in because to them you are competition. And it's personal barriers, you know, it's things like inferiority complexes that women have been built up with and that they have. And I think for one to establish great sisterhood with other women, you have to first be in a peaceful position with yourself first. Otherwise, it becomes challenging. Otherwise, you are so caught up in the fact that if I tell Pumeza, if I call Pumeza and I cry, she's going to think I'm worse and I cry about everything. You know, you're more concerned about what you look like then you are concerned about getting the sisterhood. It's yeah. like, for me, because I've managed to put those friendships together, I don't care what anybody thinks if they see me bawling because I am going to cry, right? I'm not saying, oh, if I call Pumeza, what if she starts thinking that and they call you, and they call you, you know, type it's of like, thing. like, girl, you got issues. It's like, you got issues, yeah. It's because at some point, honestly, I don't care what the other person thinks about me. You just but need I that. just need that. But yeah. also that is based on the fact that I trust and I know the people around me are yeah. not going to think that. But should it rise that she thinks that of me, it doesn't matter to me. Because we, as I think women, like with all the social media now, we're so concerned with how we look on the outside, but we're really not concerned about how we feel on the inside. And such things do come out where yes, yeah, yeah such yeah. things do come out where you like snap. Um, if I do this, people are gonna look at me like this. But the question is, how do you really feel inside? And for me, I really have been embracing that. Where there are days where I go to meetings without makeup on because I don't feel like wearing makeup, and that's okay. Yeah. If you think otherwise of me, I am not interested in what you think. That's of all me. on you. That is all on you. Yeah. But I want you to know that I'm gonna rock up there with a smile because I feel confident and I love the way I look. And today was just not on. And today I was just makeup. in the mood. Yeah. And I'm still pretty with it <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean? So yes. I'm still wearing that, but. Yeah. I think as a woman, you have to constantly go through that journey of finding, yeah. loving, and acknowledging yourself to relate with other women. That's important. Starts within. That's so important. Yeah, because I think we, we talk a lot about creating these safe spaces, but we can create as many safe spaces as we want. But as a woman, if you don't get it together, or if you don't at least try and initiate to get it together yourself, it becomes difficult to try and get it together with other people and to connect because yeah. then you can actually feel is yeah. it real or yeah. is it just put yeah it becomes very deep because you're not going to be honest about what you're going through you're yeah. not going to open up you're going to feel the pressure to put your lashes on and do this every time you meet yeah. your pumeza because pumeza can't see you without your pretty dress on you know that like you're going to go through all of that um because you think everyone else is looking at what you're doing but and it, you know, it, it you can even drill down to like a simple thing of someone asking you on text like Hey, how are you doing? Hope you're good. Mm. Sometimes it's okay to be like, no, actually, no, not doing yeah. good. But like I'm know, having the worst time ever. Yeah, and it's like, okay. Like, and then it can be either crickets with yes. like awkward silence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's a genuine um, relationship, the other yeah. person will either be like, what's happening, or call you, or show up on your doorstep. Yes. Which everyone yeah. is possible at the time. Yeah. And it's about creating those kind of environments for yourself. It is. I like that. Yeah. How your faith is a big part of you. Yeah. Like it big is. Big. It mm. is like the center. Yeah. I would say it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, the, it's center. the center of my yeah. being. Um, I mean, apart from losing your dad, mm. um, how has that over the years transitioned, and how have you always kind of tapped back into that or? 
um, let that be your cornerstone in terms of your relationship with God. Um, mm. Making the decisions that you make, yeah. making the, the you know the moves that you make, mm. and how you create the kind of um, relationships and environments that you want for yeah. yourself. But um, yeah, so how does yeah. how does That's God? Such a low question. <laughs> because but, the thing is, like I ask, because yeah. a lot of the time people will. You know, they'll they'll share a scripture or they'll tweet something that's, you know, got yes, God sounds, in it, yes. faith in it, sounds very enlightened, yeah. sounds very like, oh, okay, you know. But, you know, I mean, I know there's certain, like for me, that like, there's certain scriptures that I'm just like, whew, yeah. this, this is going to get that's me through strength. today, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And, I mean... I, I could read my Bible a whole lot more, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I know there's certain sermons that you know, like I will, I will either listen to the podcast, yes. I will make sure I check it out on TV. Mm. There's certain pastors that I will listen to because I know the the message is so relatable, yeah. and I can get it, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I can be like, oh, okay, wait, this is how I can relate to it in my life or learn something mm. because maybe in a month's time or in a year's time yeah. I'll be like oh I get it right you know right. and yeah. so for me that's how my relationship with God um, my faith sometimes gets tested mm. because you know we're Always. human like, like right else. Um, and growing older and you know looking at where my life is going where I want to go different challenges and stuff yeah. like more and more I'm like okay let's bring it back yeah. <laughs> let's bring it back yeah. like where did it all start yeah. like how do I how do I then make this a living mm. thing because a lot of the time when like you go to church but it's Sunday school you learn about Moses you learn about the art it's not learn, as real to it's us not as real up, yeah. and until you grow up and I was saying to a cousin of mine um, just recently actually I was like a lot of time, mm. you know, they think. And I remember saying to a group of friends when another friend of ours was getting married, I was like, guys, like for me personally, when I see those women, and they're within, mm. I'm like, it's not because they're just singing for the sake of singing, yeah. they are singing because they've lived it, they've breathed it, yeah. they're going through yeah. it, they've come out the other side, yeah. and they've just seen how yeah. faith, mm. you know, and how God has just always just stepped in, yeah, you know, all the time. Um, he's always there, he's literally carrying them through, yeah. and now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, Okay, you get it. <laughs> I get it, yeah. right? Who shot that? You know the yes, whole, yeah. you know, delivery biking yeah. but <laughs> you know, on that level. Yeah. But I, I get it. Mm. I'm, I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Where, like, when you call unto God, like, what that means, yeah. right? And I'm about to start crying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know, like, I, I know what you like. Yes. You get what I mean, I right? 100%. Like when you're literally on that, whether it's the good times or it's the bad times yeah. or it's the struggle or not, where yeah. you're literally on some, and all you can say is literally God. Yeah. And you know yeah. He's listening. He's there. He's He's got you. All the time. Yeah. So, such a loaded question <laughs> again. Um, my faith for me is the center of my being, and um, I use this analogy to make people understand it's not the meaning. The the, 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 the the entity of it is not the actual meaning, 
But I think I was so privileged to have a dad. And when I lost my father, I wanted a father figure so much. And within losing that father figure so much, I remember somebody once said to me, Mish, maybe God just loved you so much he decided to raise you himself. Okay. Yeah. And that was a defining moment for me because I wanted that relationship. I wanted a father relationship. And I realized that I could get it from God in a way better way because my earthly father was far from perfect. But I loved him. And he loved me and I knew that. And I think really coming into that space of saying, I need to figure myself out. But I don't know myself. But I do believe that there's a gentleman who's somewhere up there who I've heard knows me a lot more than anybody else. I need him to start opening up. Um, um, I need him to start opening up who I truly am to myself. And I started embarking on that journey and having a relationship with God in a sense that it's not um, church related. It is not people related, but it is what I believe God lays in my heart and what God says to me. And um, I mean, after everything that I've been through, I really think that part of my purpose is to heal and relate to people mainly because that's something that's always been in my heart and that's something that I've been led to but my relationship with God becomes the center in the sense that God is so real to me it's like he's next to me and he's flesh yeah. um, I never see him as this man upstairs that I need to like sing a song to call down <laughs> you know that whole ritualistic yes. thing yeah. for me it becomes more he's a friend he's a father and it's easy for me it's not easy but I mean it's 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 um, I mean, I'll use easy for like a better word to relate to God because I had a father figure that I kind of knew what it felt like to be a dad. I kind of, I kind of knew what it felt like to have a bad day and just run on his shoulders and say, "Daddy, it was terrible." You know, I, I, I knew what it feels like to have a heartbreak and run to his shoulder and not even say it's a heartbreak, but he would know you just went through a heartbreak, but he would say the right things and he would embrace you and. Um, I, I kind of knew what it felt like to have a dad that says you're 16 and we teach you how to drive. You know, just that led me to the right step. So, yeah, I, I hope that gives a bit of clarity as far as my relationship. But I think also growing up into learning who God is in my life and how he works with me and learning that, like the word of God says, we are called to serve. You know, um, and that's been my greatest pleasure in everything that I do in my business, in my show, and on social media. It's just to serve, and um, servanthood to a lot of people seems like the slave. You know, yeah. seems like the person that doesn't, that just does all the miniature stuff. Yeah. But when you read the Word of God, it says that the servant is Jesus was a servant. You know, um, he he made the greatest sacrifice. I think for me, that's that's really what my life has been about. In terms of just serving and representing God wherever I go, yeah, I hope that answered the it question. Does. Yeah, that's, that's really about it. Perfect. <laughs> I had to record that one because I was like, this girl's gonna go deep. <laughs> There's so many things I wanted to say, but I'm like, how do I put this? How do I put this? Right, man. Try tweet that. Yeah. So now, in terms of. Um, business. Oh. I mean, you're a businesswoman yeah. and you've got your TV show. Mm. Like, how's that journey been from moving from a secure, every single month, you know, yeah. to 
to adjusting and the and the realities of that adjustment because I think sometimes entrepreneurship is romanticized and made to seem like it's just Far really amazing. Things, yeah. Um, what are those things that you're learning mm. as you go through the journey yeah. of entrepreneurship? Sure. So what a lot of people are not privileged to is the information that my entrepreneurship journey didn't only start like with a way later in my yeah. life. So I was always the girl that brought in high school like six packets of sweets. Yeah. Like oh, those packets. big? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then distributed them amongst some of the guys that liked me and some of my friends to sell on my behalf, including me. So you had so, the manager thing going on as well? Years ago. <laughs> um, and literally in the communities that I grew up in, I was always a girl that's trying to start something. I was always the girl that was mm. selling something. I was always the girl that's trying to knock on your door and say, listen, this is what I can do for you. Yeah. So I've always really been um, an entrepreneur at heart. Okay. Um, in the sense that I've always started like small little stuff. I yeah. started my first salon when I was in like grade nine with a friend at a taxi rack. And we're doing people's hair and all of that. And I mean, growing up and I buy my own stuff, managed to do stuff for myself and help out at home as well. And I think kind of growing up, um, because entrepreneurship for me, or I just, I learned the practicality of it, but really didn't understand the theory behind it, the heart for it. So I quickly jumped into corporate because it was was more secure, less stress. You wake up Monday to Friday and you go. Um, and then I was really, like I shared the story in my channel, I wasn't really um, satisfied and I decided to do something new. Then I left and took the risk. Now as an older woman, it's like, what are you what doing? Are you, doing? <laughs> you know? Um, but the adjusting has been really great in the sense that um, it's helped me discover myself more. Yeah. It's really helped me come to terms with who Michelle is as a businesswoman as well. Um, but also, how does Michelle run her businesses? So I've, I've been, I've, I've been, I've been battling with this, and I say battling because it's. I feel like I've overcome it now. You know, there's so much buzz in the social media to have a niche. Does that make sense? Yes. Like if you're an entrepreneur, what What's type of thing? entrepreneur yeah. are you? Like, are you a marketing specialist? Are you an event specialist? Are you, so something. You, are, yeah, you yeah. need to be, you know? Yeah. And I've really kind of stripped myself of that mentality because I realized that I am a businesswoman. That means that I will open an events company today and it will run perfectly. I will open a PR company tomorrow and it will run perfectly. And I will open a restaurant tomorrow and it will run perfectly. Try to niche that. Wow, okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's just the person that I am. I don't know um, what that's called within the digital world now, really. It's yeah. okay if it's, there's yeah. no word for it. There's it's no okay. word for yeah. it. Um, but I think that's really helped me kind of find myself in a sense that this is what social media is portraying, yeah. but this is who I am. And I don't shy away from saying, I'm a business, or what do you do? I'm a businesswoman. And you say, well, what kind of businesses do you do? I'm happy to name all the businesses that I've started and that I run um, for someone to be able to say, okay, cool, I really get it. But really stepping away from the norm, stepping away from what everyone else thinks is what should be. Because I think people are really stuck in, in the trying to define, trying to box, you know, trying to niche it down. Yeah. And I just strip myself off that pressure. I'm not interested. Um, I'm going to figure myself out as an entrepreneur. Maybe I'll niche myself down 20 years from now. But, but now, currently, I'm happy with all the businesses that I run and everything else that I do. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that, actually. <laughs> it's really awesome. Yeah. 
So in terms of a message that you can share with um, someone listening sure. who is either thinking about business, thinking about um, where they are in their lives, what journeys that they're going through, um, just what message that's on your heart right now? Sure. Uh, I think something that's in my, in my heart, um, really seeing where a lot of women in this country are, who I think internationally, is really find yourself. And one of the most important things I always say to women is that the idea of finding yourself means that you are there. Like when you find an outfit, it is there. You just need to wear it, you know? And you need to realize that the you that you always envision, the you that you always dream about is present, is there. And you just need to find her, or when you find her, get to know her, you know, embrace her, study her. I'm kind of everything. I'm kind of reading a book by Eckhart Tolle that's called The Power of Now, mm. and he talks about how take some time to listen to yourself think. Like allow yourself to think, but be at the be, be at the back of your mind and listen to yourself think. Even the trash thinking, the most smartest thinking, but observe yourself sometimes, and then really kind of sit down and 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 if if you need to adjust, if you need to make changes, then do that. But be with yourself. I feel like sometimes we are caught up with a lot of things. We are, we are caught up with the idea, I mean, Ekatole calls it the idea of the ego, the idea of what we are going to become. But sometimes we don't realize the idea of what we currently are. Because if we try to run away from right now and try to live in the future, we might not get there because how is this person... You're missing the present. And I think as women, because we go through a lot, you know, because we have a lot of things making noise within our ears and all of that, we, we run away from the presence. And my biggest advice, and which is my biggest learning, has been just be present, be within you, you know. Take some time to speak to yourself. Listen to yourself more than you speak to yourself, you know. And, and really just kind of discover who you are. Because I think that, that will birth a you that you never knew existed. That will birth ideas that you never thought were birthed in you. I think 10 years ago, if you told me that I'd be where I am right now in my life, I would be laughing. Because... <laughs> hey, for real. Yeah, because I, I had life figured out a certain way. Mm, but God yeah. has had a way of really bringing me to myself, if that makes sense. You know, he's had a way of introducing me to the charm and her whole entity. Yeah. And I've seen my plans being turned around in the most beautiful way possible. I've always dreamt of hosting a show on TV. I never knew it would come so soon. I never knew that this is what I'd be doing. I've always wanted to be a businesswoman, but I never knew that the type of businesses I run is what I would be doing, you know? And I've seen God disrupt my plans, but give me way better things. But I think that begins with a, a knowing of self and not boxing yourself up and saying, this is who I am and this is what I am, but saying, I am keen to learn who Michelle is. And being patient. And, and being patient. Yeah. That is so important Patience. because sometimes we want to figure ourselves out now, right now. <laughs> and um, I've really just started falling in love with the long game. With the long game, yeah. with the fact that I might not be where I want to be right now, but I'm okay with this process. And I'm gonna maximize Michelle right now to the best of her ability. And I'm gonna prepare Michelle right now for the Michelle to come. Whew. Yeah. Okay, there. So, all right. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, that is everything, actually. I love it. That was amazing. Thank you. Michelle Lima, thank you for joining our conversation. Hey, so excited. <laughs>
and then they'll they'll be I think there'll probably be others because there's a lot that um, we can chat about. I believe so. Yeah. I do. Okay. But thank you for this one. Thank you. And that was thank you for having me. Conversations.